Hey, welcome to the Construction Generate Podcast. I am your host, Emily Lenning, and I'm here to talk about all things business for the home service industry. From interior design to plumbing, I know that finding strategy, marketing, and ideas specific to the home service industry isn't easy. So I'm giving you the best advice for building your online presence and bringing on some industry professionals to provide even more value along the way. If you're ready to build your home service business and ultimately build a recognizable home service brand, you're in the right hands. Thanks for listening. Let's get into it. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening today. We have Brian Lobick on, and he is the founder of Lobick Inc. LLC and an award-winning technology blog, theinkblog.net. Brian has over 15 years of experience working as a practitioner and administrator in the small business, nonprofit, human service, and technology fields with a special emphasis on SEO, web design, and social media. Brian has also been recognized as a master networker through his involvement with Business Networking International, BNI, multiple chambers of commerce, online meetups, LinkedIn local events, and more. He serves on the BNI International Board of Advisors and is one of the few platinum level BNI members in the country, having sponsored over 30 members in the BNI, including myself, and having invited hundreds of visitors over the course of its eight years of participation. Brian, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you, Emily. Happy to be here. Yes. So Brian and I worked together on a few projects and I wanted to have Brian on because of his experience with networking with BNI and Chambers of Commerce, online meetups, et cetera. And he has a lot of great skills and information that he can share with us. So Brian reached out to me on LinkedIn. So I did Facebook ads, invited me to his BNI group. And from there, I joined the group and have just learned a lot from him about networking and just meeting people, which has helped my business. So anyway, just wanted to give some of that background before we dig into our conversation today. Um, And before we do that, Brian, I'd love to have you give a little bit of information about how you got started and where how you got to where you are today. Well, I got started when I was a young child living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Actually, I have my Marquette University alumni shirt on. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I graduated. I really started my entrepreneurial pursuit in my during my executive MBA program at Marquette University. I built Marquette University's first executive MBA website as a class project. That's what kind of got me into HTML and internet and web design things. But I didn't start my own business. That was way back in 1997 when Al Gore created the internet. But I didn't get, I really, so I've always done kind of web design as a side project. I've always been in charge for the organizations I worked for. I was always in charge of the website and overseeing data management departments. I worked in nonprofits for many years, Lutheran Family Services of Virginia, to name one. But then I, when I actually started my own web design business, that was in 2010 when I lived in uh, Richmond, Virginia. And then when we uh, moved up here to the Washington, D.C. area, my wife is a uh, medical, an army doctor, was army doctor at the time. She just graduated from VCU medical school and got stationed at Walter Reed. And so that's when we made the decision, prayed about it, made the decision. I'll just going to, you know, she's going to make the money as a doctor. I'll just do the web design thing full time and follow her around wherever she gets stationed. And she got stationed up here. And so we didn't know anything. We're not from this area. We're originally like from, we both went to Marquette University in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So I was very eager to find ways to connect with local business owners. And so I learned about BNI on a podcast and that's how I found, you know, got involved with, um, with really, so that was my major entree into networking 
So now I run a uh, marketing agency, about 15 people work for, work for me, work. I have people kind of all across the country, we're all virtual. And that's kind of how the business started. You know, I didn't realize that was your background because it's like the same as mine with my husband uh, in the military, kind of like, oh, I have to have something remote so you can yep. get wherever. <laughs> so that's awesome. Great. And so what really enticed you to, I guess, join BNI or just a, a group in general to really, you know, why did you choose that? Are there other ones that people can join or what made you really interested in it? You know, I think I was, I think I was probably involved with the Chamber of Commerce first. So I live in Silver Spring, Maryland. And so every local community that's more than a few thousand people probably has a Chamber of Commerce. I also live one block from Kensington, Maryland, which is probably 10,000 people maximum. They have their own little Chamber of Commerce, Wheaton, it's the Wheaton Kensington Chamber of Commerce. But I joined Silver Spring because it's a little bigger you know, for that purpose of networking with local business, getting to know, you know, owners and that kind of thing. And then I learned about BNI through a webinar. I can't remember which one it was, but I, during the webinar, I remember looking up online, what is this BNI thing? I went to BNI.com and found a local, I found out it's the largest professional networking organization in the world with chapters, more than 10,000 chapters in every major country, industrialized country in the world, as well as every major city in the United States. And so I found the chapter that was physically closest to my house, three miles away. It was at the Pooks Hill Marriott in Bethesda, Maryland. And so I invited myself and attended that first meeting. Back then, it was all in person. Because of the pandemic, everything went virtual. But back then, all these meetings were live in person. So I went to that meeting and the whole structure of the meeting, I'm kind of a type A, I like structure. The whole meeting process was very incredibly organized. Everybody's really welcoming and friendly. And at the end of the meeting, you hear all these testimonials and referrals being passed. And I was like, this is a group I need to join. And I was a little concerned because I learned it's only one person per profession in these groups. It's an exclusive networking group. And so the, uh, the web design person in the chapter had just left two weeks prior to me visiting. And so I got really lucky because it was a large, one of the largest chapters at that time as well. And so I made it through, I exaggerated my connections and made it through the interview process and they let me in and I've been in there ever since. Wow. That's, that's awesome. And I think that something for me with my business, and I think this can go for any service-based business is when you're starting, how do I get like leads or how do I get people to work with me? And you, as a marketing agency, obviously, we, you know, we market ourselves or uh, with email and ads or whatever social media posts. But I think for a lot of businesses that are wanting to just start out or are somewhat established, I think this is a great and almost free way <laughs> to get mm. business that you don't have to put a lot of money into just your time to get clients and, and do that. So because this you know, podcast is for people in the construction and design industry, how have you seen personally, because you've been involved for a while, have you seen people in this and in this industry really grow their businesses through networking. You know, it's, it's interesting because I wrote a blog way back when I started on, it was called the top five referral sources for a new entrepreneur. So I kind of journey, I kind of chronicled my initial journey where I was getting my initial business and referrals. And way back when I started, it was family and friends. I did a lot of Craigslist ads back then. So I actually got business through Craigslist volunteer activities. I got business through by doing volunteering at different organizations and then using them as, as testimonials. So I would volunteer at the Red Cross. I managed American Red Cross of Central Virginia's website 
and got some great recommendations and referrals from the executive director there to other organizations. That helped lead to my biggest client at that time, which is Volvo of Central Virginia, because the, the dealership owner was uh, very active in the Red Cross and he saw that I, I had volunteered there. And so that helped me get that job, actually. And then Thumbtack paid leads, Thumbtack and Elance, you know, some of those fee for, you know, fee for uh, lead kind of things was my initial thing. But when I really, when I started getting more involved in this, in networking, in, in particular BNI, that's when I started really getting golden goose kind of referral clients, not just individual clients, but, you know, partners in business. Like I was teaching people in the group. Like, what is a good referral for me? The best referral is someone like Emily Lenny, someone who is a marketing agency owner that could use support for like SEO or different kinds of digital media that they, that's not their primary business. So all of Emily's clients theoretically could become my clients and vice versa. If I know what my business partner's best referrals are, if that's not a key niche for my own business, then it's a great, amazing referral relationship. My biggest clients, I have always come through that word of mouth marketing and referrals. Yeah, it's huge. And so I kind of want to tie this into what we do, marketing. So digital marketing, like SEO is one of your main focuses and both of us focus a lot on social media. So how can people incorporate these types of services that we provide to their networking? Great question. I think so. like social media, online things can really enhance your in-person and your, your networking relationships. I really try to be the champion of my networking partners, the people, and it doesn't just have to be BNI. Like there's a, there's another local networking group. That's not quite as a uh, structured. They meet less often, but it's a exclusive network like BNI one person per profession It's called team network. Some great people in that group as well. It's not, you know, it's not as large, but they're, they're very active. They pass a lot of referrals as well. I think what works social media wise, when you get involved in the network is you can really, I really make it a point to try to be the, everyone in my kind of exclusive networking group. I try to be their biggest cheerleader online. Mm -hmm. So I'll follow them on all their social media. And then if I see them post something, if I see them asking for something, if they're looking for employees, we have several members in our group that are really expanding and looking for staff. So I will actively go out and promote their services to try to get them new staff or to find those golden goose referrals. We literally sit down one-on-one and talk about, you know, who, who is that person I can introduce you to in my, you know, I've got several hundred clients. So who is of this big list? Who who is the one you feel like would be the best introduction for you? For sure. And one thing too, I didn't mention this, but with email marketing, someone in our she added me to her email list after we met and which is totally legal or, you know, not against policies or whatever to add people to your email mm-hmm. meet. So she did a great job with that because now I'm staying up to date after we mm-hmm. can uh, her business thing. So I think like when you network with people, then you can stay in touch if you have, you know, a weekly newsletter or something. Absolutely. And then the other thing I like to do is I like to feature my network partners on my business newsletter. Yeah. Right? Like my featured networking partner of the week kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think someone I know in our group does that too on his social media. So that's, yeah, great, great idea, especially when you're local. Have you ever done anything not local uh, for networking, like US based? Is that kind of like your LinkedIn local events or no, that's local, I guess. That's very local. <laughs> uh, probably the larger network, BNI actually has a, a national speed networking event. I think my, they might even have a global one. Yeah, I believe they do, where they you can network with other people 
across the country and even across the globe. There's several hundred people attend those. And some of the members of our chapter, of our local networking chapter, have uh, really been talking that up because they have businesses that are that lend themselves to kind of international and global networking. Brian Gunther does cybersecurity services at CDIT. He's really, he really talks up the national speed networking. He's gotten a couple of clients actually out of in connections like across the country from doing that. So if your business can work virtually, that's a great opportunity. And there's other, there's meetup events as well. Like I do, I've attended quite a few groups through meetup.com and there's some national networking events that you can do through meetup. There's even local ones, you know, through meetup. There's a, it's a national group, but they have local meetups called a network after work. And so um, if you, if you search that on meetup, you'll find a network after work kind of local, you know, networking meetup group. They, they typically meet in person, um, but they also do the online meetups and those are national, you know, those are, they invite people from across the country. I've been involved in a couple of those. Yeah. So that's great. What, what would you, I feel like a lot of people that I've talked to, to invite them to our BNI group, or I've told them about it are just kind of hesitant to join or don't really know about it. I guess, what advice would you give to someone who's hesitant about joining a chamber or a BNI group or another type of networking type thing? Well, for the chamber, I recommend people join chambers. Not, I don't even focus on the networking aspect. Of it. I, I focus on the SEO benefits of yeah. joining a chamber. Because joining a chamber will give you like one of the highest, strongest backlinks that your website can have. So even if you don't even go to a meeting, you can get a major benefit for a chamber of commerce. I have my my team actually keeps a, a blog that's the top, it's like probably the top, it's probably all 50 chambers in the Northern Virginia, DC, entire state of Maryland area. And you can sort it by the authority score of that chamber of commerce and then compare that to the price. You can literally sort by price the highest authority website by the lowest cost chamber, and then use that as an SEO strategy to join those chambers. Yeah. For the, so that's, that's my idea about chambers. But, you know, once you join, you know, you're going to get invites to different events. I, I would say just go check them out, see what, what it's like. A lot of chambers have small business uh, entrepreneurial groups, or they have nonprofit, you know, subgroups, health and health and wellness subgroups of, of chamber members. Also from the, from like a BNI or exclusive networking group perspective, I would say don't focus on joining, just focus on visiting and networking. So when I invite somebody to come to our group, I'm not trying to influence them to join. They can make their own decision if they feel like it's going to be beneficial to them, just like I did. It was a no brainer for me, but sometimes, you know, depending on the time, time of day, maybe they got young kids. And so they can't make it consistently to those morning meetings. So it makes sense, but you don't, I don't have to make that judgment inviting somebody. I'm not worried about, is this going to, if they're going to join, I'm worried about, I'm more concerned with, uh, I'm more interested in, I should say concerned, I'm more interested in having them meet all these amazing people that might need their services. And di- and on the flip side, they might need some of the services of the people in the group. Like maybe they're doing some house cleaning. Maybe they've thought about Facebook advertising and they just, now they just see somebody in the group or that's their specialty. Right. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. So w- with that, I think, cause our, ours meets on zoom right now. And I think the landscape of networking has changed a lot with COVID. So mm-hmm. what do you see? Do you see any other impacts happening now that COVID's kind of like, you know, uplifting or I think, you know, we kind of have discussed meeting in person where we had an in-person event last week or not last week, but a few weeks ago. So um, what are your thoughts on that? I think a lot of groups are starting to meet back in person. 
Even BNI has decided to create a hybrid model of, of meetings where, you know, one meeting, first meeting a month is in person, and then the next three weeks are virtual. I think it's, if you're, if you're in a kind of local networking group, I think it's critical to meet people in person. You just get a whole different experience, you know, I mean, you're actually seeing the human being in person and you're able to make the, you know, just, it creates different kinds of opportunities for discussion. Like when you're on Zoom, you know, if you've got 20, 30, 40 Hollywood squares up there, you're not going to have side conversations. You're going to be on silent. So you don't interrupt the conversation, but when you're in person, obviously you can, you can have all kinds of, you know, different side conversations. You can, I, you can literally move your, sit in a different seat and have a conversation with somebody else on the other side of the table. I think one of the things that that's important about like the virtual meetings, it's it's very it's actually very challenging to do a high quality virtual meeting. I've been to a lot of virtual you know networking meetings, and it's just as challenging to run a, a high quality virtual as it is to do a high quality in person meeting to to make it really worth your time. And so you can really evaluate that. I think a lot of BNI chapters do a good job of it because we we really get a lot of training on how to make that experience the best possible. Like we even want everybody's video on, like you're actually physically in the room. We don't let people drive when they're coming in, you know, zooming into a meeting. We make sure there's opportunities for breakout discussions in the middle of the meeting, before and after the meeting. So it's more really replicates that in-person experience. Definitely. Yeah. And it was interesting, like we're going to a conference next week in Chicago with a couple of my employees and someone asked me, like, I think a client goes, Oh, do you normally do this? And I'm like, no, like we haven't really been this busy or big since COVID started. Hmm. So it's like, yeah, we're going to go to a conference and meet people and have the opportunity, but it's just like, yeah, we haven't done this in two years. So we're not really, yeah, it's just super interesting. And like at our in-person event, you're just having to relearn how to communicate with people. (laughs) Or I like shook someone's hand and I'm like, oh, you were there in the circle. I'm like, hi, Emily. I'm like, wait, that's my name. <laughs> it's like having to like relearn all some networking things, which I think is just everyone across the board. So I think it'll be good for people to get back, you know, in person, which is yeah. really exciting. Awesome. So how, I mean, I think we mentioned a couple of these different organizations. What is the best way to start getting involved in networking? I would say I would look at your particular industry. So if you're coming from like the trades, if you're into home, you know, based services and those kind of things, I think the best kind of networking gets you kind of out of the, the traditional trades only kind of groups, because there's a lot of trade specific, you know, business specific networking groups. But most of the time, you're not going to get most of your business from other people doing the same thing as you're doing. It's usually similar things or sometimes it's actually things that people, you know, their business is totally different from yours. Right. And so I would say one of my suggestions is to look at networking groups that have some diversity, all kinds of diversity, from diversity of businesses, diversity of uh, the age of the members, diversity in the type of networks they have, even diversity in their culture, you know, culture, cultural groups creates amazing opportunities for, for networking. So I suggest getting involved. I, I like the idea of joining chambers of commerce, like ethnic chambers of commerce. Like I've recently joined the Maryland Black Chamber of Commerce, even though I'm not black. I encourage people to join the Latin American, you know, Chamber of Commerce, Gay Lesbian Chamber of Commerce, especially if you're not from those groups, because yeah. all those chambers, you don't have to be from that cultural group to join them. But guess what? You're going to be networking and learning, and you're going to be surprised at how well you're invited and welcomed to those groups. 
Uh, and you're going to open up all kinds of new doors, new opportunities for networking with people you may have never been normally in contact with. Great. That's my biggest advice, diversity in your networking. That's great. Yeah. And I thought this was funny. Just this is what BNI is really all about or any networking group is that a guy in our group is in the payroll to niche in our group. And he referred me to an interior designer who is what I was who I was looking for to work with. And it's just like, I was not expecting to have a referral from him for an interior designer, you know, so you never know to what kind of people will have your connections. So yeah, awesome. And then I have just one more topic that you are an expert in that I'd love to talk about that, you know, relates to networking and your personal brand. So do you have any tips on personal branding SEO that uh, business owners in this field, or even just leaders in the industry can work on to better their personal brand SEO? Yeah, I think I think having your look working on your own personal brand, which is basically your own online kind of presence, uh, can really leverage and enhance your networking abilities because people are going to find you. There's all kinds of online networks you can get involved with, including like Alignable. LinkedIn is an amazing source of business and referrals for me. I, I actually give 90% of my referrals, I'm doing introductions through LinkedIn. And so I think that's one of the things you can really do to improve your uh, personal branding SEO is to go onto your, all these different platforms that you're involved with, you know, LinkedIn, Alignable, even your social media, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever you're personally involved in, go onto those profiles and make them as consistent as possible. Use the same headshot across all those things. Make sure your current information is up to date. Your business isn't in there. The thing you want to be known for, make sure that's highlighted. Make sure you fill out all the fields you know, that are available in those platforms. Like when you join a chamber of commerce, make sure you fill out the, the your bio section. If you join a BNI, make sure your bio is filled out with your headshot, your business, a link to your website, make it easy for people to contact you or connect with you. I regularly pass up people when I don't have contact information. If I don't see a headshot with them, I'm passing them by right. and people do the same thing. So I would say, you know, really have really be methodical and, and thoughtful about it. You know, all, you know, I'm not saying just sign up for all kinds of new platforms, really optimize and enhance the ones you're currently using and really double down on those, really use those, check in with them and it will, it will pay off. Yeah, for sure. When I started working with my business coach, we just were starting off. We're doing the basics of getting my LinkedIn optimized and whatever. And and she goes, your personal Facebook doesn't have anything about your business on it. Mm. Yeah. I just, I just feel weird about it. Like, you know, I just, that's my personal page. She goes, you need to put what you do on your personal Facebook, like people need yes. to know because if you have like your cousin knows someone that needs a, you know, some social media, then they'll find your information on your personal Facebook and you're not being, you know, annoying on there by yes. just having that. <laughs> Absolutely. One of my high school, I was a senior when he was a junior, one of my high school, you know, classmates started a small business in California. He it's a Keith's kettle corn. So he, oh. he actually reached out to me to develop his website. He realized he wouldn't have known that if I didn't put that on my Facebook page. We're only connected on Facebook. We were, or we were at that time. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's brilliant. right. Yeah. And you don't have to post all the time about your business, but I usually share like, oh, we won this award or we're looking to hire this person just so people are aware of what I do, you know? So, yeah. yeah awesome. Well, was there anything else that you felt like we should have covered on this topic today, Brian? I don't think so. I think we covered all so a lot of key points around person or even around personal branding. Like networking yeah. is amazing. You know, referral networking is the best. 
Yes. I would strongly encourage people to check out BNI.com network after in those, especially those exclusive networks. I think those really can leverage the most, the most value for your business. Yeah, for sure. And to kind of wrap up, I always ask our guests one question before we end today. What is one piece of advice you would give yourself when you were just starting out with your business? Probably one of the things I've been telling people lately is I should have started putting my own staff members in BNI chapters earlier than I did currently. Because I would say join, one of my advice would be to join a networking group sooner than later and really leverage, get, be all in. Don't just go to show up up for the meetings, but you know, the more you're fully all in, in those, in those groups, the more it'll create a return on your investment. Uh, I've got two people on my staff now that are involved in BNI chapters and the amount of referrals they've gotten from my company as a result of them being involved has paid, has paid for their memberships probably for the next five to 10 years. And just, they've only been involved in a couple months. So I'm, I'm putting more of my people into these networking groups to, uh, to, to leverage that. Great advice. Awesome. And Brian, you sent us your links and everything, but we're going to put Brian's social media links in our show notes so you guys can find those. And you can go to lowbiginc.com to learn more about what he offers and his services. And we're so glad that you're on today, Brian. Thanks for, for allowing me to interview you. <laughs> Thanks for the opportunity. It's been fun. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want even more support for your home service business, head on over to our Facebook group where you will meet other like-minded business owners and find additional strategies, ideas, and tips from experts in the industry. Visit constructandgenerate.com slash Facebook to join. I'll see you in there.